I'm sitting here with Stephen Wong, in uh, actually in Chapter's bookstore. So we have to talk a little quiet, so we don't disturb everybody else. But maybe it's quite appropriate that we meet in Chapter's bookstore because Stephen is an author. He has written books on food and cuisine and wine. And let me ask you, Stephen, you're, what uh, made you get interested in the world of food and cooking? And Actually, I, I've always been interested in food. I guess I, I, I grew up in a family that really likes food. And poverty, you might even be able to say that they're a little bit obsessive with food. Um, and so I started cooking probably when I was about seven or eight, just, you know, noodles and things like that, coming home from school, being a hungry, you know, growing boy, just <coughs> running home. And, and, and my mom has always, was, was at that time actually, um, always left marinated meat, so beef or pork or what, uh, chicken in, in the fridge so that I could just come home, get dry noodles, throw it in, in some broth and, and make that up. And so At the age of seven? You know, seven or eight, yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, <coughs> probably as early as I could learn to boil water. It's <laughs> not safe to, you know, about boiling water by myself. And and then, um, since then, I've always, we've always really, you know, been interested in food. My my brother and I used to go out for dinner and we used to go actually to about four or five places for dinner. The same evening? The same evening, yes, because because a lot, a lot of the Chinese restaurants are... This was in Hong Kong? Yes. Yeah. And the smaller restaurants that, that, that we, you know, frequent frequented, really, um, most of them have, like, the, the usual menu, as it were, but then they always there's always one or two things that they, they the, the chef have, you know, do particularly well, so we right. always found out what those were, and then... We would go there and uh, and and seek out those dishes, and then we would go to another place and have another couple of specialties somewhere else, and then just move on like that until until we were full. So um, I guess that's the sort of sets the background of, of how how I got really interested in food, and then I I got into the the restaurant business really in '78 when I moved when I got married and, and moved to Cal uh, moved to Vancouver. I see. So when did you first come to Canada? In 1973. 73. And where did you move to? Um, I landed in Calgary. Oh, I see. September okay. 4th. Right, okay. And it snowed on September 6th. <laughs> My goodness. You were wondering, what were you doing here? <laughs> well, actually, it was it was fascinating. I, I think I, I was I was 18 and I had this, you know, I really had this, I have the world by the tail feeling. I right. mean, as soon as I got on that plane, I just had this fe overwhelming feeling that, you know, vast possibilities out there and, and and I and and that feeling is still with me to a certain extent. Whenever I get on a plane to go anywhere, even if it's a, just you know, five day business trip, I still get that, that same thing. The sense. world is your oyster. Yeah. It's it's terrific. Right. And did you get in did you then go to university or you started working right away? Uh, I went to university. I, I studied philosophy actually in, in U of C and uh, and which was somewhat odd for a Chinese person and I guess that's Securitously led to my being in the restaurant business because otherwise I would not have been gainfully employed in any way. So the, the philosophy course, what, uh, it led to an interest in writing or um, being analytical or...? Par likely both, actually. I think, especially being analytical, um, I, I have always been, you know, a great reader. I, I, I've always enjoyed words. And um, <coughs> I think I think the philosophy courses really led me to to think about things a bit more clearer. And uh, and and we were dealing with, a, with with fair amount of linguistic analysis at the time. Um, so that really helped sort of increase my interest in words as well. I think. And and so 
eventually it it led me to sort of dabble in writing, and I still think that I'm dabbling in writing. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but you say then you moved to Vancouver and you started a restaurant. Um, no, actually, I didn't start a restaurant. I started working in a in a uh-huh. French restaurant. My yeah. my wife is, was actually um, working at as a waitress at, at a restaurant um, called a Couscous. Oh yes. Um, and on Robson Street. And so I was. I I before that before I moved actually I was a train controller. Um, it was it started out as a part time job in university and then and then after I finished university it grew into a a bit of a full time job for about a year. And when I moved I couldn't really transfer my seniority um, from that job so I ended up um, sort of hanging around while my work while my wife supported me for a little while and um, I but we would have like staff party or, or, or I've always enjoyed cooking so I would you know um, on on days off and so on um, invite a few people over and, 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 and so the staff always talked about my cooking I guess and, and, and so at that time you were cooking Chinese or Western or um, French or in those, in those parties I, I cook I've always cooked a bit of both I mean I really you know um <clears throat> and 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 so, and I, I guess I guess the things that were were sort of more more unusual for her colleagues were, were probably Chinese. Um, and then I, so when when the chef had to, wanted to go for holidays for about three months, um, the the owner asked me at the couscous at the couscous yeah, yeah. And, and and he asked me if I wanted to actually um, jump in the kitchen and 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 fill the lunch shift for a while. And I said sure, you know. So I so I so I jumped in and I started. Sort of in the, in the restaurant business in that way. Very interesting. So, how did you actually get into uh, writing about cooking? Um, well, that that's some years after that, <laughs> after after having owned about uh, three restaurants. So you were actually in the restaurant business that you said after having owned three restaurants. Oh yes, I mean, I I I didn't really start writing till probably early nineties, and and from the years between like 1978 and um, early 90s I, I, I owned three restaurants one was a coffee shop actually um, called Key Lago the first one basic, um, and, and it's at, at, at English Bay right mm-hmm. on the beach actually yep. where, where Milestones actually is now the, lo- the same location and, uh, and and I probably could have sold to Milestones <laughs> if I had played my cards right but I didn't um, and then I owned a restaurant called Cherry Stone Cove in 1985 um, which is, which is sort of, in my mind, the beginning of of the fusion movement, as it were, right. um, of food in in Vancouver. I I really picked the location because it was where all the the French restaurants began their popularity, as well as it's about a block and a half from Chinatown. So to me, marrying the two disciplines, cooking disciplines, really worked there. When you say the fusion movement, maybe it'd be worthwhile explaining what you mean by the fusion movement. Well, the word fusion in, in culinary circles now is probably a dirty word. Um, a lot of people are now veering away from that particular label, but essentially it's it's really about combining um, methods and ingredients from different traditional cuisines and then coming up hopefully with something new and interesting. And my take was really French and Chinese with a little bit of Japanese thrown in for the for the presentation and so on. And that's what I was doing at, at, at Cherry Stone Cove, primarily with seafoods. Um, and it gave me a lot of lot more latitude to do things like, you know, I um, I had a salmon tartare that a lot of people really like, um, based on the French tartare recipe and then um, but using salmon sort of a Japanese Right. sashimi kind of take on it um, and, and things like that so 
that was quite a bit of fun. And then I had another restaurant called China along the same line of, of style of cooking um, in 1990, 91, I think. Um, and this was at the West End of Gastown with the landing building. Great restaurant with a bistro on the side serving tapas at that time, which was relatively new at that time. Oh, yeah. And then dining room on the other side with a great view of the North Shore. Um, and after that, I sort of got a little bit burned out. And, and the, the, um, the restaurant business is, is always hard and was actually getting harder. And has actually, I think, throughout the years that I've, since I've entered the business, it has actually grown progressively harder um, as, as the years gone by. So I, I and, and I was. Actually, you know, um, and, and I met a, a, a food editor for um, the Pacific Northwest magazine, which is now uh, no longer, uh, it's, it's now defunct. And um, he wanted to cover some of the Asian restaurants in, in, in Vancouver. And so he asked me if I would, you know, write something for him because he, he met me and, and, and he we talked about food and we talked a little bit about writing and other things and uh, and so I started out writing a, a few restaurant reviews um, for him in Pacific Northwest magazine and then um, I guess that stuff got read by other people locally actually and and so um, I was asked to by, by the Vancouver Sun for example to, to, to write some features for, for their food pages and then sort of it just sort of started out that way and then um, after that, I, I, I was asked to, to do a, a book um, called Hearts My Chinese Cooking for the Heart and Soul Foundation. And then the sort of books came along that way. Right. So, so that sort of developed into a pseudo career. Now, amongst other things that you do, you are also a wine writer. Yes. And uh, here's another thing that, uh, again, is uh, obviously more of a, of a French uh, cuisine tradition than a Chinese tradition, because we're talking not rice wine, but we're talking grape wine. Right. So how did you get into that uh, specialization? That, that really is, is, is yeah, I mean, the interest was um, started as part of what you need to know in a business, I think. I, 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 I always try to take a you know, reasonably serious attitude, and, and, and I suppose it helped that I'm interested in, in flavors overall. Um, so I started out getting interested in wine because um, the industry demands it really um, more and more, you know, it's not just about food, it's about having food and wine together and wine ultimately being an agricultural product is, part, you know, could be considered food really. Um, so um, I started tasting wines a little, little bit and I, I went through the whole, you know, gambit of, of, of progression in, in, in on of palate on wine, you know, started with like baby duck in in, in college, you know, black tower, um, blue nun, whatnot, and then got progressively drier. I'm sure, you know, for people of my age, all of us remember things like Cressman and Saint Jovian, Blanc de Blanc. Yeah, exactly. I started there, and then when I got into the restaurant business, some, uh, a wine agent actually was doing a, a, a tasting. Um, sort of a technical tasting one day and it was all about why and how you taste wine and you know the, the whole um, sniff um, gargle you know slosh spit thing and and so it really made me it really opened my eyes it was a, almost like a revelation like um, all of a sudden it, uh, to me it was fascinating to, to see a, a wine made from grape having flavors of apples and pears and lychees and and you know aromas of of you know 
tobacco and and things like that, and and so it was just fascinating to me. It's sort of almost like overnight I went, wow, there's a whole world of flavors um, engendered in wine. So, and and basically that's how I really got into it. And and I got, I, I still get into it not from not so much from the historical and 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 business point of view in terms of, of wine writing. My wine writing is really all about flavors. It's all about flavors intrinsic in the wines, um, and how those flavors. And, and how the wine would, would work with food and pair with food or interact with food. How uh, serious is our wine industry here in British Columbia? I think actually it's getting pretty serious. Um, since probably about um, 1980, the, the mid-80s, um, when the, the free trade agreements were, were first signed, etc., um, the industry basically woke up, woke up and realized that you know, quality is going to be important if they ever want to be a serious industry, and if they ever aspire to to compete in in, in the world stage. Um, and so, it went from you know a very subsidized grape growing industry that produces a huge amount of tonnage of juice that gets turned into you know really mediocre, if not almost you know really low grade pork wine into um, a varietal program, into um, even development of a, of a, of a, a control, uh, an appellation um, controlling kind of, kind of um, system. So it's, it's, it's growing, it, and, and especially in the last probably um, five to seven years, the quality is really beginning to emerge. And I think, I think we, they're, they're, they're quite serious in this, and there's quite a bit of money being invested into, into the industry. We're still at the dawn, somewhat, you know, just post-dawn of the industry, but it's going to be quite interesting to see. But I think it's fair to say that with uh, a variety of culinary traditions in Vancouver and lots of ingredients from our farming sector and uh, uh, hopefully an uh, increasingly serious wine industry in the interior, it's quite an interesting place to be involved in the whole world of, of cuisine. Yes, it is, actually. I, I think it's, I mean, it is fascinating, uh, just just, just for, from the point of view of, of the multicultural aspect of the city. Um, we are, for example, regionally very, very different from someplace like Toronto, um, even though that's also a very, very multicultural um, <coughs> city. But we have a different mix of, of, of population. So we have, you know, a, a, a great deal of people coming coming from the Pacific Rim who prefer this location because of proximity, because of, of similarities it has with the home um, countries, etc. And and that has really driven the, the food industry here. Um, and and it, it penetrates, you know, from just the, the cooking style, from not just the cooking style, but to actually things that are being grown, mm -hmm. ingredients that are being right. developed here, and and that's really terrific. And interestingly enough, the flavors of the wines that are being produced here, because of the northern climate, actually works really well with some of the Asian um, cuisines, etc. Because okay. because the, I mean, a lot of people think of Asian cuisines as being somewhat spicy and having a chili element, and 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 in truth, um, a fairly large part of that is 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 actually so, um, even though most people probably think of it as more spicy than um, European-based food because the, the, the exposure or their exposure or preferences to it. But um, some of the, the, the northern climate wines 
that we grow in, in DC, which typically is higher in acid. Um, and some of the varietals that we have may actually end up with having a little bit more residual sugar, um, like Rieslings and Gewürztraminer, mm -hmm. for example, um, and lighter in alcohol to a certain extent because the, the ripeness of the grapes, you, you know, the conversion to alcohol is a little bit lower. And those are perfect characteristics, actually, for, for, for some of the, the you know, harder flavors. Of, it, of, of Asian cuisine, so it is. It is actually. It does have a, a you know, a, an almost inadvertent kind of s synergy to it, and it's great and, and it's wonderful to be to be here at this time. I really have to thank you for taking the time to talk with us. I think they're going to chase us out of chapters shortly. So <laughs> with that, thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Thank you. Good.